So we will start uh, chapter 51, a narration on the accounts of the three devotees, Sai Satcharita. We had done till 116 verse, so we shall continue from 117 onwards. Alright? So, if you recollect the last where we ended, it says, Those who wish to repay the Guru's beneficence by offering all the wealth in the world and thus offer what is maik or illusory to him, who gives what is not illusory but real? Can they ever repay him by doing so? Now, this is where we had ended. Now, what happens is, every person has got an idea of what they can offer to the Guru. Now, sometimes people feel that, you know, offering money or some sort of a cow, like in the previous chapter, it was, the previous line, it was written that he can offer a Kamdenu for all, you know. But even Kamdhenu or for that matter money or for that matter any such thing is not going to compensate for what you actually get from the Guru. So we shall proceed further. Even if this body be given in offering to the Guru, the body too is but mortal and even if the Jiva be surrendered to him, it is in itself illusory. So what what? is uh, what is he trying to say over here is this see a body is means you have got n number of bodies that you have got till today maybe millions now if this one body that you are offering what value can that body have where all your million lives maybe henceforth the millions or millions of lives that you may be having are being completely eliminated Think, do you understand? Do you think that is compensation enough? You are suppose getting realized in this life. Alright. That means you have cut off a million lives ahead of you or no? If you have cut off a million lives ahead of you and you are telling the Guru, I am offering my body to you. Do you think that is a compensation that you think it is it is uh, it's worth that thing? I am sorry. So that is the reason why he says, even if this body is given in offering to the Guru, the body too is but mortal. It is just some made up of elements, five elements that is all. And beyond the five elements, there is nothing in that body. You cannot call that body as something worthwhile to offer it. It's like offering the Panchabhutas. It's not worth it. So, so and even if the Jiva be surrendered to him, it is in itself illusory. Suppose you say, I am surrendering my Jiva to you. Jiva means this particular body, Jivatma as we call it, you know, the one which is inside of us, supposedly, the trapped, entrapped uh, being. Suppose you are offering that entrapped being to him. You think you can offer him something worthwhile there also? That also is not possible. So if you offer your body or even your Jiva to him, it is not compensation in any which way. So, Sadhguru is the giver of the true, the real thing. But offering the Sadhguru illusory things, how can that, that giver repay him? It is just impossible. What he is offering to you has no valuation in this material world. So you think you are, it's like uh, when, uh, I mean, uh, they are printing this book and all that stuff, you know. And uh, it is such a painful thing for, uh, I have seen Raj, she has, she has gone and done this thing. So for her, 
to put forward to the people, it has been really a very tough and an arduous task. I know, like last night, um, the, there was one mail sent to one person and the, the question of $10 was there. $10 is not a great thing. I mean, what is it that you are offering? Why You are not offering anything. So, in that matter, it cannot be compensated. There is no such thing as a compensation. If you take the book and if you read it, and the book can take you to a level which is far beyond what you can think of, do you think that the cost of some $21 is equal to that what you are getting? It cannot be calculated in those terminologies. Hence, with a single-minded devotion and faith, Prostrating in obeisance, worship the Sadguru's feet by bowing your head on them and remembering with gratitude his beneficence. Beneficence. Now, this is something which you need to understand. Um, now, there was something which uh, we were doing some few days ago. At that point in time, the question came up whether a person can get out of the material worldly trap and get realization or get into the material world uh, from the material to the spiritual so i just said let us say you are spending a very big time of your day which is one hour for the satsang in 24 hours you are spending one hour for the satsang you are logging in and you are sitting for the satsang the moment you are logging in and sitting for the satsang it is still a late Still we are, we are carrying on, still we cannot complete, still there is a lot of problems which are happening which you are not able to complete. Now think about it. In the balance 23 hours what are you doing? The major part of the time you are sleeping. Okay? So there is no spiritual development there. You are eating, you are drinking, you are brushing your teeth, you are taking your bath, you are sending your children to school, dropping them, bringing them back going to the market, bringing stuff from the market, cooking, going to work and doing so many hajar things in your world. Where is God there? You tell me where is the God there? There is no God there, I'm sorry. You, if you are saying that, oh, I believe in you and I am thinking about you and then I am doing all this work, it's all bullshit and nonsense. Because you are thinking about rents, you are thinking about your house, you are thinking about taxes, you are thinking about cars, you are thinking about money, everything in this world you are thinking about. So when all these things are being thought about, where is the question of your spiritual development? There is no such thing. And by logging in for one hour, do you really think that is a compensation? For all the millions of lives that you have gotten, you want out of from this life, for which you are willing to spend 365 hours in a year. Think about it. So 365 hours, which is not even a few days of your life, and you want a very lengthy document, saying that you are free to get out of this worldly entanglements. It is not a done thing. So the reason why it is important, a Gurukul system is very important for this reason. Please understand this. There in the Gurukul, you are not thinking about your children. You are not thinking about your house. You are not thinking about what is going to be happening in the other world. Your mind is fully focused on one simple single entity. And that single entity is self. The self. And you are very selfish in the self.
because when you are getting up in the morning you have all the activities connected to it you are doing your meditation your this your that and so many other things full day you may be working in the ashram you are not working in some company you are working in the ashram or in the place so your activities are diverted towards this particular thing since it is diverted towards this thing you are 24 bar 7 thinking only of that even in your dreams when you go to sleep you will be thinking ki oh tomorrow i have to attend to this so many people are coming and i need to see that their food is being kept ready or i have to go and pick them up from the airport or something like that so you are only wo- working towards this one thing isn't it those who have seen eat pray love as a movie will understand this is what used to happen have you seen i mean those who have seen the person sits on top of the temple over there and he is meditating even over there and he calls up this the heroine and says you come and sit with me up over there so right from morning to night they are in the ashram and the activity is only ashram activity so when this gentleman goes back to his united states a person cannot concentrate there so he has to come back he maybe comes back later on so the idea is today you yourself put your hand on your heart and think for yourself do you really think you are anything even giving 20% of your time in spiritual the answer is no capital no so where is the question of spiritual development it doesn't seem to happen because you are bothered about your anger full day you are angry about something full day you are bothered about something full day there are tensions i have to reach here i have to go there i have my children have to be dropped my children have to be picked up and uh, my school this thing is happening and my bank i have to go i have to go to work i have to run to the office i have to reach here i have to reach there can you imagine all this thing and you think you are being in spiritual if somebody is telling me that they are in spiritual this way i think they are mistaken so the only thing which happens when an ashram atmosphere or an atmosphere where you stay with your guru where you stay with him see all these people who are all these people over here what they did they went and stayed in the shirdi and they were there with him throughout so at such point in time and those who have done guru charitra or those who have done any other spiritual texts you will find that when ramkrishna paramahansa also the story of his came into the picture he used to always tell them oh very so and so very so and so very so and so he used to drag them towards him but they were never with him except a couple of people then what happened after that vivekananda drew everything towards him and he formed a group and everybody stayed with that group and then they had a single pointed devotion so now see this verse and and then try to make sense of this verse this verse is so very important try to make sense of it hence with single minded devotion and faith where is the faith again the question of faith comes up very very soft you know very very quickly like this where is the faith when you are thinking oh i don't have any money oh where am i going to pay this from oh what am i going to do i think those who have come with me to uh, baba's ashram over there he said no why are you bothered go and get this from the market all arrangements will be made 
the rain will stop who are you to think that the rain is not going to stop this is the power and if you believe in this kind of a power if you believe this is what truly spirituality means then there is nothing in this world that can hold you back nothing in this world can hold you back but when you have everything going on for you how much time do you actually spend you think of yourself so prostrating in obeisance work worship the guru's feet by bowing your head in them and remembering with gratitude his beneficence to remember the debt of the guru constantly is truly an ornament to the disciple while those disciples who try to repay it will only lose their own happiness so you think that by giving certain amount of money or funding something or you know doing some great charity that you think you are doing do you really believe that you are going to be getting some spiritual veil out of it i'm sorry that is not the way if you really believe in those kind of words so having heard the story so far the listeners are now thirsting for more and seeing their ear eager curiosity i shall narrate one more story like the worldly people the saints also show their brotherly love or rather convey in essence how they prompt in guiding the people or maybe sai instructs in spiritual matters for the benefit of his devotees by making himself on different roles taking on different roles a brief story of this significance will now be narrated listen to it respectfully your listeners so that you will come to know how the saints recognize the mark of other saints without being told once shri vasudevananda of the order of the sanyasi called saraswati came to the famous raj mahendra city on the bank of shri godavari uh, those who want next time in case if you come i, I can show you this vasuma vasudevananda's i have a very beautiful text of his i can show you okay so he was a great sage at that point in time by the way hmm? so saraswati they they they, they have this puri saraswati these are the various names given if you come from one of these four matas the matas are actually five now they have been established by adi shankaracharya right from the one which is a shringeri and a dwarka then the, you know all those puri and all that all right so he was from the saraswati clan and so when he came over there from the rajmahendra city on the bank of shri godavari he has a great intuitive knowledge and was a staunch advocate of the karma mark that is the path of action we were yesterday doing the various paths you know in that uh, we said the path of action is the second one but the path of devotion is the one which we take us far beyond there and devotion is what we learnt in the lines 117 18 19 and 20 four lines you will see so here he had a great intuitive knowledge and was a swant at staunch advocate of the karma mark the sacred ganga on whose fame still echoes the surface of this earth on hearing such fame he traveled from year to year faithful devotees from dandet like the noted lawyer pundalik rao and others made a firm resolve to take his darshan and so these people set out and arrived at the rajmahendra city in the morning they went to the bank of the goda for the swami's darshan in the auspicious time of the morning all the people from nanded set out to bathe in the ganga that is the godavari singing stotra seeing the swami standing there they prostrated in obeisance with great feelings as a question of well being etc was mutually being exchanged the topic of shirdi came up quite casually and as sai's name came out to his ear swami folded his own hands in obedience and said he is our brother and completely free from desires we have great love for him you will find that those who come from the similar background 
they will always call the other one as the brother or younger brother or something like that you should always listen to the words when they say them you know you will find that they speak in a very very peculiar language the sages no they talk in a very peculiar language you have to catch the words very very carefully so here he is saying vasudevananda is saying that my brother okay picking up a coconut from there and giving it to pundalikara he said offer this at the lotus feet of my brother with folded hands when you go to shirdi convey my obeisance and tell him from me that may your grace be upon this poor creature that i may never forget him let my love for him keep on growing forever when you go to shirdi village again remember to offer this to my brother with great with my regards although we the swamis have a restriction that we should not bow to anyone yet on certain occasions it is beneficial to violate that rule and of this understand this nobody bows in those who are of the similar order never bow down to the other it is not expected or it is not important to bow down but there is only one in person who bows down to everybody and that he is called krishna he bows down to literally everybody right from a woman in the street to a person who may be the oldest in the clan as well so you will find that in the entire bhagavatam and the entire story of krishna he pays obeisance to even a prostitute on the road i'm sure you will hear this story from me when we come to that and he pays it even to bhishma or the highest of the traditional gurus he he goes and bows down at their feet the other swamis will never bow down never because they are not expected to but don krishna is the one who will bow down to everybody including the man in the street if he believes that that man in the street is his devotee he will go and touch his feet they, they he doesn't have that hassle so this is what he does all right yet on certain occasions it is beneficial to violate that rule hence when taking sai darshan let not this thing be forgotten and remember to offer this coconut at sai's feet on hearing his words pundalikara bowed at his feet and said as his swami's command so will it be obeyed with great respect i will obey the command for i consider myself blessed on account of this in this way surrendering to the swami with single minded devotion pundalikara went away from there when the swami called baba his brother was it meaningless baba always acted according to the shruti which says till you are alive always follow, follow the vow of agnihotra that is keeping the fire morning and evening after offering the fire a handful of rice agnihotra see there in most of these great sages places there is this rituals that are followed the rituals are very peculiar in nature uh, when we visit a couple of places you will come across this kind of very peculiar rituals you will find that they some people follow a ritual of bowing down to every deity in every corner of the place they will automatically in front of you they will do like this like this like this and now you may think those people are mad no <laughs> they have a peculiarity because that is what they are there for so in the same way in in shirdi if you ever go you will find the dhuni is always lit the dhuni is always lit but in other sages places it is not lit it is not the dhuni it is his connection with that 
the connection with that person is a very very essential and important so they do it according to that particular methodology all right again when you visit some of the great ashrams in this world you will find that there are particular sequences some people follow a particular methodologies in some places they will offer you a poa poa what you call a beaten rice and they'll offer you some gul uh, gul means uh, jaggery and stuff like that in some places they will offer you completely different you will wonder you know what is this batasas and all you know batasas that's a sugar candy they'll offer you batasa in some other places they will offer you something else okay in most of the places in south india you will follow if you go to an ashram they will offer you this puliyogare type of a rice i'm sure you must have seen and singdana what do you call that uh, groundnut peanuts some places they will offer you this so everywhere the systems are different and it is depending on the system that is followed in a particular place if you go to shirdi you will find that a peculiar type of a khichdi is made you know khichdi uh, what uh, not bc belly bhat that other rice which you make in south south india uh, it's pongal it's a type of a pongal but it is not pongal uh, though it's a mixture of some uh, you know grains and stuff like that and it is made very soft very soft exclusively soft a certain type of vegetable may be offered with it the 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 system is completely different and uh, these are peculiarities of every individual place so like a dhuni you will find the food is also peculiar to that place it's 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 got speciality all right so <coughs> what people call the dhuni would always be in front of baba burning day and night it was baba's vow to keep it so the well recognized means like agnihotra for purifying the heart which leads to attainment of brahma baba practiced in order to guide the people to the right path sri vasudevananda saraswati was also a yati that means a sanyasi as well as an observer of vows those who are sanyasis they wear normally orange clothes sometimes they wear white depending on the order that they come from the order everywhere there are different different orders and you will find that these orders are very very important they follow them very very strictly so if you go to ramkrishna mission over here you will follow the the people over there there are they wear a particular type of clothes they have uh, certain systems over there in place so he was a sanyasi of a observer of vows was it then meaningless that he called baba his brother then before a month was over pundalikra had the opportunity to go for sai darshan with four friends they took with them their luggage some fruits and also without forgetting the coconut their minds happy and at peace they set out for sai darshan and then they got down at manmad and feeling thirsty they went to the stream as there was still some time for the train to leave for kopargaon as drinking water on an empty stomach is harmful to health somebody who had brought a packet of chivda took it out chivda is a beaten rice you know flat flattened beaten rice and they put uh, you know singdanas and all those type of things it's called chivda and nasik side there, there is a particular type of a chivda which is very very famous if you ever go over there on that side 
the I, it is available in, in total those who want it can check it out okay it is called bhanang bhanang okay bhanang is very famous it's a particular type of a chivda there is a nasik chivda there is a mumbai chivda there is a, <laughs> all kolhapur type ka that is made in a different way so this chivda is very very tikha because they come from a region over there where they put that very tiny chili it's like a your chili party in south asia you know it's very tikka the moment they give one tadka to it and you know, the, the smell will hit your ceiling and it got tap onto your head so now these people had brought this chuda so what happens and he took it out a pinch of it in the mouth and it was found to be too hot it was very very spicy so all their effort they felt was in vain as it would not be an eatable without some fresh coconut so one of them said to the other i think of a way out let us break a coconut and mix it with the chuda and then just see the marvel of the taste no sooner was the word coconut pronounced that lo here was a coconut already why was the delay in breaking it open once mixed with it the chuda was simply delicious after eating they all drank water the moment the word coconut was uttered they appeared the coconut no one else no one asked whose it was such was the intensity of the hunger that it made them oblivious of everything else later after returning to the station and boarding the train to kopargaon pundalikara suddenly remembered the coconut on the way seeing that shirdi had come near pundalikara became very restless and agitated that it was the coconut given by vasudevananda which was mixed with the chivda by mistake uh, this is the word the mistake by mistake is a <laughs> very important word see we always think everything happens by mistake but see that see the turn of events that happens on realizing that the coconut had been, had been broken pundalikara was filled with fear and his whole body began to tremble an offense had been committed against the saint he felt very sad thinking oh how grave a sin i have committed now the swami's curse will come upon us all that i prattled away there was has been in vain this line no is very strange the swami's curse i have often wondered why <laughs> why would a swami curse for one coconut i don't understand think about it i don't think any swami is going to curse another person for a coconut or a, some stupid thing no nobody curses nobody curses that way see the curse comes in anger it's only the anger which provokes a person to say some curses but a swami ji or a person of a god's man doesn't even curse he won't curse okay <coughs> so on seeing such a fate of that coconut pundalikara was stunned with amazement at his own deception now what can i offer to baba how can i explain to him oh how can i show my face now that i have lost the coconut pundalikara was very sad in the mind on seeing that that which was to be offered at sai's feet had already been eaten up he thought to himself that it was indeed an insult to the saints now when baba asked for the coconut all will put their faces down in shame because in everyone's mind will be the guilt that it has been their snack at manmar today the coconut is not with me anymore to tell him the truth i felt ashamed but it will not do to tell a lie so sai maharaj is omniscient see we all have this very funny habit you know when we when we eat something on the sly we don't want to tell the person what that we have eaten so you you ask a child you know 
he is having mm, he is having in his mouth and you ask him what are you eating mm, nothing nothing with the mouthful also he will say the same thing so <laughs> and forget the children the elders are like that you know the elders will be told see there is that sweet in the fridge don't eat it you have got diabetes <laughs> you come after uh, come in the evening and you find that thing is gone from there and you ask the person there was one sweet over here where did it go the per- the immediate response i don't know you see the answer is always going to be i don't know so you persist na you persist oh i gave it away but it was my sweet why did you give it away the pa- <laughs> the person will give you some fancy responses okay or there are chocolates in the fridge or somewhere you know and suddenly you will find the things have disappeared and you wonder a gag either and you ask everybody did you eat did you eat did you eat everybody is going to say no i did not eat so who has eaten but some ghost came and ate i don't know <laughs> we are all like this okay so think about it it's our peculiarity some stupid thing even this this coconut is such a silly object yet yet it has got value because a coconut is called a shree fall i don't know how many of you really know about it shree fall the the fruit that is offered to shree shree is shri krishna he is offered that fruit all right and the coconut is also a representation of ganesha those who do puja will know <laughs> the ganesha is put in that first and then satyanarayan puja those who have seen you know they put that when uh, you know taman and that kalash on top of it they will keep one coconut reverse order you know that is the god all right so that is shri fall we call it all right so it has its importance no doubt about it today the coconut is not with me anymore to tell him that truth i felt ashamed but it will not do to tell a lie for sai maharaj is omniscient However when they took sai darshan they were all very happy with tears of joy springing in their eyes all the faces were most cheerful at present we send messages day and night on the wireless and now we should say whatsapp and viber and all that that time it was <laughs> wireless okay and flaunt our achievements being filled with pride for this we have set up wireless stations for which unlimited money is spent during this time to set up a wireless station was unlimited money and today the amount of money that we spend on our messaging the messaging technology has become so great the companies are are billions of dollars worth they spend to just buy one messaging company think about it <laughs> so but the saints do not require such means they send messages through their minds at that time when the swami gave the coconut to pundalik rao he had already sent a wireless message to sairath <laughs> no wireless with no wire only just message ting like that it is all going without wires <laughs> a magical message when pundalik rao was taking darshan sai baba said on his own bring my thing which you have brought from my brother Gra- greatly saddened pundalik rao said holding fast to sai's feet there is no other way for me but to beg your forgiveness what can i say 
have remembered about the coconut but hungry as we were we went to the stream and all of us completely forgot as it we ate the chivda this very same coconut was broken and mixed with it but i will bring another coconut please accept it without any anger you will understand the sages have a very peculiar way of talking now you think that they are talking in a very funny manner actually they ask you the question in a roundabout way the same thing they will ask you you won't understand you think oh wow then later on in the evening or later on during the day you will say oh how did he know about all this thing you know this is the thing so at that time you will is some people they will say lies and they want to get out of it no 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 i don't know this is not there that is not there but there are some people who are truthful enough to accept what they have said and they say yes i'm sorry i have done this thing these people are easily forgiven but those who really want to lagao chakli you know go round and round and round and round till you finally you have to do lot of probing is like a nsa activity or cia or kgb type secret service activity has to be performed and you know devices and all have to be kept in secret places then only you will say such point in time is not important <laughs> you will find that just the activity itself thap like that they will catch you at it you won't even know this has happened okay right so let us see so saying as pundalik rao began to get up to bring the fruit sai maharaj was seen stopping him by holding his hand unknowingly i have betrayed the trust but merciful as you are please take me under your wing i beg your forgiveness be merciful to me for i am your great offender a great virtuous sadhu like swami but even this word have i disregarded and the fruit which should have been offered to you i have eaten it up this is the transgress the limit set by the saints oh what a great sinner i am is there any way to atone for this sin oh how oh how can i have become so shameless after listening to what has happened shri sainath said with a smile why should one take the coconut in hand at all if it could not be safeguarded properly you see you should never accept a responsibility of anything which you are not in a position to handle do you understand this it's a very important line if you cannot handle a simple responsibility never take it up don't even accept it at that point in time you should say i am sorry i will not be in a position to do it but let us say you have assume that you have taken up the responsibility yes i take up the responsibility don't crib about it don't complain about it just do what you are supposed to do and after you finish your responsibility don't tell the world i did it what do you think that is i did it means what no it is just a job that you have been offered because it you have been considered well for that job all right it's like many a times you will find that some jobs are given and then you may involve a few more people the few more people may think no end of themselves they may think that they are doing a great favor you should not involve such type of people then because it is not for the favor that is important what these people don't seem to understand is by doing that activity 
it is releasing them from this cycle of karma understand this the cycle of karma is happening continuously they are getting a release from that nobody understands this they people believe that they are doing a favor please stop thinking that you are doing any favors nobody is doing any favor actually the saint is doing favor to you by removing cutting off so many lives i started with with this you have got millions of life have ahead of you and they are being cut right there in the center so you should never think that this is something great so here the idea of the coconut should be considered in this manner <coughs> hmm the value of fruit where are we i think we are 174 no okay i'll read from but should it result in this it's is this all my trustworthiness my brother's wish was not fulfilled is this the way you work he said the value of the fruit can never be equaled even if you bring many others but now what had happened has happened why feel sad for it needlessly when swami gave you the coconut it was but by my wish and it is only by my wish that the fruit got broken then why regard yourself as the doer unnecessarily if you take up the responsibility then the sin comes into your head that means the karma is yours but if you leave it at the feet of the lord or you believe that this is how it has to be not deliberately don't use your mind and do it <laughs> then it becomes a double karma for double dose for you okay don't get trapped in that that which happens naturally okay hmm. so why feel sad for it needlessly when swami gave you the coconut it was by my wish and it is only by my wish that the fruit got broken then why regard yourself as a doer unnecessarily you harbor an egoistic attitude and hence regard yourself as an offender but just adopt the attitude of being a non doer and all your troubles will be avoided that means no karma will accrue to you all the karma will be babas not yours why do people own their meritorious deeds alone and not their sins we all love to take credit isn't it oh i did it i did it i did it but when it's a matter of sins when it's a matter of something going wrong nobody wants to acknowledge that i did wrong they will always blame the other party think about it we will always blame the other person in the world oh he did this to me that is why i am in this trouble sorry you are equally important you have taken it is because that you are there that that happened isn't it so something that happened the nariyal got broken it was handed to you so you also are a part of it but the moment you take your ego in place and and try blaming somebody else you get a double dose of the same thing please understand this you don't understand not only your karma comes to you but the one which is supposed to be that other person's also comes to you because you have taken the credit of it so accept it yes i have made a mistake so does not matter the coconut fell in the hollow of your palm only because i wish that you should come to meet me this is the whole truth you are also my children the fruit that fell in your mouth has itself been offered to me regard it as having reached me most certainly only when thus 
persuaded did Pundalik Rao's mind come calm down by Baba's words and slowly his sadness disappeared. Loss of the coconut was just an excuse. By Baba's instructions, his sadness of the mind melted away. In this way, they who are enveloped by false ego become free from conceit and faultless. This is what you always have to remember. When you are doing the saint's job, the sage has offered you a certain job and you are supposed to do it, do it without conceit. Don't say, I did it, I did it, I did it. You are not doing anybody a favor. Remember this, you are cutting off your millions of lives over there. So you better be thankful for what you are doing and not take credit for it. And whatever that comes about, accept it. That which comes to you naturally, you need to accept it. Don't keep on blaming. Oh, because of you I fell in trouble. Sir, you have been put in trouble for that reason only. But if you go by conceit and if you keep on saying that, Oh, I am in trouble, this has happened, that person came and did this to me and that to me. Don't, don't go about all those things. Alright? Okay. Loss of the coconut was just an excuse by Baba's instructions. His sadness of the mind melted away. In this way, those who have enveloped by false ego become free from conceit and faultless. This is the whole essence of the story that as the mind becomes free from ego, so also does it become more deserving of spiritual welfare. And it will cross over this worldly life effortlessly. Now listen to a unique and a charming experience of a third devotee. And you will gradually see Baba's incomparable glory and the grandeur of his power. In the northern part of Bandra Taluk, near the suburb of Bandra, at a place called Santa Cruz, lived one Durandar family, who were the Hari devotees. All the brothers were fonds of saint and had a steadfast devotion to Sri Ram. With a single-minded faith in Ram Nam, they did not like to interfere with other people's business. The way of life was very simple and so were the lifestyles of their children. The ladies of the house were also faultless in their behavior and hence Chakrapani, that is Sri Vishnu, was indebted to them. Balram was one of them who was renowned for his meritorious deeds and whose standing with the rulers was very high. He was a devotee of Sri Vithal. Everybody loved him, liked him. The gem born in Ram, uh, to a Ram devotee appeared in the earth on 19 February in the year 1878. This adornment of the Pathare Prabhu community was born in Bombay as a well-known respectable family in the year 1878. He was a proficient in Western education and had been enrolled as an advocate and was well-versed in philosophy and famous everywhere as a learned man. He had a loving devotion to the god Panduranga and was fond of the spiritual pursuits. Whereas the father's chosen deity was Ram, the son's devotee was devoted to Vithal. So both are one and the same but forms are different okay as the brothers were degree holders with a religious bent of mind on balram however the purifying sanctifying influence of the pure seed his father was most remarkable in some of the households you will find that some children lean towards the spiritual and some don't even lean towards the spiritual they become atheist or they become god haters or whatever so you will find that this kind of thing happens in families An attractive, beautiful presentation of arguments, pure, straightforward thinking, a sharp intellect and a righteous conduct. These were the virtues worth emulating. He had done a great deal of social service and had himself written on account of the community. When the self-imposed responsibility was discharged, he set out on the spiritual path to attain the spiritual way. 
there too he made good progress and becoming proficient in the Bhagavad Gita and the Nyaneshwari, which he studied carefully, became renowned for his knowledge in spiritual subjects. He was a great devotee of Sai. He died at a young age in the year 1925. Listen to the brief life story. On 9th June in the year 1925, he entered the earthly journey and merged with Sri Vithal. The Durandar brothers had an opportunity to go to Sai's court for the saint's darshan on the auspicious day in the year 1912. Six months earlier, the eldest brother Babulji, along with Vaman Rao, had returned happily from Shirdi after taking darshan. To experience for themselves the sweet experience and to get the benefit of the unique darshan, Balram and others went to Shirdi. Even before they arrived, Baba said in front of everybody, Today many people from my darbar are coming here. Uh, if you remember, I said a few days ago, there is an inner circle, there is a second circle, then there is a third circle, then there is a fourth circle. Like there are various circles there, one, two, three, four, like that. Remember, this second circle that is there or rather the one which is right next to the de- uh, devotee, I mean right next to the uh, deity, that particular one, they have a circle within a circle. That means, you see A, B, C, D, A, like 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, right round, that one will have a circle round itself. Two will ra- have a circle round itself. Three will, like that, there are circles within circles and these form a group which is supporting the one and the two in the center. Got it? It's like the whole of a flower. Flower. Alright? So, on hearing these loving words, the Durandar brothers were very much astonished. How did Baba get this news when nobody has been informed about it? Then on seeing Sai with their own eyes, they rushed forward and embraced his feet. In soft tones, the conversation proceeded to the joy and the satisfaction of all. Moreover, seeing that people arrived, Baba's words at once came forth. See, these people of my darbar have come. The same that I had said are coming. And listen to Baba's words that followed, word for word. You and I are known to each other earlier for 60 generations. Balram and all the brothers are full of modesty and stood with folded hands in front of Baba, gazing at Sai's feet. After taking Sri Sai's darshan, Balram and the other experienced a state of loving joy and felt their visit to Shirdi to be worthwhile. The eyes filled with tears, the throat was choked with tears, and hair on the body stood on end and their heart was crowded with the ashtabhav. Seeing Balram's condition, Sai Samar felt very happy and started talking to all of them, instructing and advising them lovingly. He who worships me increasingly, like the waxing moon in the bright half of the lunar month and who has surrendered to me totally all the feelings and the inclination of the heart, he is truly the blessed one. So, full single-pointed devotion. Alright? With the steadfast faith in the mind. So, the second word has also come. Surrender has come. Devotion has come. Faith has come. With a steadfast faith in the mind, he who is engaged in the Guru worship, to him God is altogether indebted and no one can cast an evil eye upon him. So anybody who casts an evil eye on the one who is a devotee of the Guru can never be spared by the Guru. Please understand this. Evil eye means there are evil propensities around every human being. Please understand this. Sometimes you find it in your house, sometimes you find it in your vicinity. So these are the evil propensities that are there, the things which are going to go wrong. And if the devotee is there of the Guru, he takes charge of those problems and he throws them out. Alright? So this is what happens. 
so no one can cast an evil eye upon him he who is fond of the guru bhajan and does not waste even half a minute to him the guru will give boundless happiness and take him safely beyond this worldly life half a minute not even half a minute to be out of sight okay out of sight or out of mind you should be constantly in devotion to the one on hearing these words the eyes of all filled with water the minds were filled of joy and the hearts swelled with emotion then making obeisances they all wore round their necks the flower garlands of sai's utterances overwhelmed as they were with a loving devotion his words made them very happy and so they later came back to the vada and rested a while after the meal in the afternoon at about 4 or 4:30 they went to the mosque again and prostrated in obeisances to bab before baba Balram was very great humility began pressing his feet baba put forward his clay pipe and signal to him to smoke it though not used to it at all yet as a prasad he smoked it with a good painful effort and returning with the baba's hand bowed with good feelings now think he is being given a pipe to smoke now you will wonder why does baba want him to smoke isn't it there is a reason for it that the reason is something which we can only understand in retrospection many years later we can understand the reasoning why he has done this you may think there is something wrong over there it was a day of great good fortune to balram for from thence his asthma completely disappeared and he felt greatly relieved now see asthma how is it connected to smoking but baba's greatness is he gave him the pipe pipe is a good goodie you know <laughs> that chilam and the chilam when you do shuk 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 like that <laughs> his asthma disappeared how funny all right this asthma had been for a short duration or a day or two the affliction was full 6 years the clay pipe was so powerful as if a mantra has been whispered in the ear by someone puffing at the pipe once he returned it bowing his head with great humility from then onwards the asthma disappeared and this and never afflicted him again however only on one day in between balram had a coughing fit everyone was surprised no one could understand the cause of it on making inquiries afterwards they all knew that it was on that day that baba gave us the body thus giving a sign to the devotee all that problem which he had baba had taken on himself do you understand this how this whole thing works the guru draws all the problems that are there of that individual on to himself so that one day he has the coughing fit and that day is baba's niryan day all right on making inquiries afterwards they all knew that it was on that day baba gave us body thus giving a sign to the devotee the day on which balram was covering was the same day that baba gave up the body to the earth and this was the mark he gave them but from then onwards never again did he have a bout of coughing till the day he died can anyone ever forget the experience of the clay pipe so on that day and the visit being a thursday was also the day of the chavri procession the joy was doubled and it became a truly memorable day for them from 8 o'clock at night the most melodious and absorbing bhajans would be sung to the accompaniment of the tal and the mridang in front of baba in the courtyard singing abhanga on one side they used to decorate the palanquin on the other and after the palanquin was ready baba used to set out to go to chavri earlier in the 37th chapter the marvel of chavri has already been described in detail and it will only be a repetition in this place it was baba's regular routine to spend one night in the mosque and the next in the chavri which he observed without a break till the samadhi loving balram had eager enthusiasm to watch the pomp and show of the chavri hence the durandar brothers returned at the time for the chavri to see it 
men and women of the holy shirdi set out with baba to go to the saudi jail joyously proclaiming glory to baba the horse samsundar was covered with a cloth richly embroidered in jari and was adorned with beautiful ornaments was in front of the procession quivering and dancing noisily horns trumpets of all descriptions sounded and sai walked ceremoniously with the royal umbrella on his head with the palanquin and the much decorated shamkarna surrounded by the devotees flag and banner in hand the devotees would hold the regal umbrella on shri's head and gently were the sauris holding torches from all the four sides the way the throng of the devotees would walk on both sides of baba and sing bhajans taking with them the sweet melodious instruments like tal dhol mridang etc and so as the grand procession reached in front of the saudi baba would stop and facing the north would make some gestures with his hands with his proper rituals to his right would be baba's bhagat malsapati who held the end of the cloth on baba's shoulders with his own hands while on the left would walk tatya patil lantern in hand and incidentally you will find these sages no they have very peculiar habits they will stop stop suddenly in the middle of the road and do some some action somewhere like this and and you will really wonder re pagal hai kya they will behave in a very very peculiar manner suddenly suddenly in the middle of road they will stop suddenly somewhere they will say some words to something we do not understand they have a very great peculiarity as it was baba's face was fair and to the yellowish complexion and when the light of the lamp blended with it his face would appear yellowish gold with a tinge of copper red resembling the glow of the rising sun blessed was the sacred darshan at that time facing the north with a concentrated mind he seemed to be calling someone half raising his right hand he'll do like this from there baba was taken inside the chaudi and respectfully made to sit precious ornaments and rich clothes were offered and sandalwood paste was applied on the body sometimes a fine rich gem studded turban with a plume sometimes a gold crown or sometimes a dark colored turban would be put on his head with beautiful dress heavily embroidered in jari necklace of diamonds pearls and emeralds was lovingly put around baba's neck some would apply to the forehead a round mark on the fragrant mass some would wash his feet and perform puja offering oblations and worship his feet some would apply the saffron paste to his body and put pan in his mouth taking the aarti with five lamps and niranjan with camphor when they waved the aarti around baba the glorious spectacle was just incomparable the durandars were surprised to see the same divine glow on sai's face while beautified the face of the idol of panduranga as a flash of lightning <coughs> in the sky people on earth are unable to look at the same scintillating light on sai baba's face now dazzling their eyes at dawn there was kakad aarti the durandar brothers went for it too and even there they saw the same bright glow of baba's face and then on till the end of the days balram's faith and devotion to baba was so steadfast that it was never wavered in the least hemat surrenders to sai sai's feet in the next chapter the book will be complete and there will be a pause and the review of the previous chapter give me your attention this one last time will be to all here in the 51st chapter of shri sai samarth satcharit called a narration of the account of the three devotees as inspired by the saint and the virtuous and composed by the devotee hemat pant so we have come to the end of the 51st chapter